Hey guys, this is Pastor Jay, um, Director of the Appalachia Prayer Center Ministries. I just want to welcome you today to this episode of Stay Focused. I'm telling you, I am so excited uh, about my guest today, um, uh, Beverly Henley from Birmingham, Alabama. I, I met Beverly a couple years ago, my second trip uh, down to, to Birmingham. I met her, her and we were just uh, kindred spirits, uh, one, because we both have this intense love for Jesus and a, just a desire to see uh, Christ return to his supreme place uh, in his church and, and for the, the church of Jesus to return back to love uh, to Jesus. Now, listen, I want you to let others know about this video. Any intercessor or, that you know, any person with a heart for Jesus or just uh, has an ear to what God is saying to, to the church right now, they'll want to watch this video. Uh, I'm getting ready to bring Beverly on right now. Um, I, I call her Mama Beverly, and I am just so thankful that everyone um, that's connected to me, if you've not already met um, Beverly, I am just so happy you get to meet her today and hear from her. How are we doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I'm um, As I mentioned a minute ago, um, I met you back in uh, May of uh, 2018 is the second time mm -hmm. that I was down in Birmingham and uh, just just our hearts connected um, and you've actually been up here to West Virginia a couple times been with us at our summit we've been blessed by your ministry our church loves you we uh, just uh, so so excited to have you on today and I'm not going to take a lot of time talking. I, I, I feel these episodes day after day with a lot. And, uh, but I, I'm just really excited for people to get to hear from you and uh, just to hear your heart and what the Lord's been uh, speaking to you. So I'm just going to let you go. And uh, if I have a question or want to interject along the way, we will. But um, just speak and do whatever the Lord would have you to do today. Okay. Well, I... I think I'd like to say first that when we met, uh, I think it was at a um, one accord, right? Yes. Was it one accord? And, and I was just so taken aback at your praying and the, the pure intercession that I sensed and that I actually saw at first in doing the meeting. And then when you came up to me and asked me to pray for you, I felt honored. I felt like an Anna who uh, was finally seeing one of the sons that God had been speaking about and that I had been praying for for years. So it was an honor for me to do that. And then when I got to come to West Virginia, I remember having that encounter in uh, one of your prayer rooms, the Jesus room, after your son Caleb had taken me in there to pray for me. And... Um, one of the things that had happened to me back in 87 was I had an encounter with God and open vision where he gave me Isaiah 56, 7, 56 and 7, and he changed my name and was taught me about a house, the house of prayer. And while I was in the Jesus room, the Lord said to me, you have come home. And wow. I was, oh, my Lord. He said, yes, I brought you to my holy mountain and I'm making you joyful in my house of prayer. And so that stuck with me and it just validated for me even more because it was five of you, I think, that came to Birmingham uh, that time that I met you. Yes. And it just made my heart really glad 
to know that what I'd been praying and co-laboring with God with in prayer that had come to fruition. And I know it's more other houses of prayer, but I just know when I stepped in that place, actually stepped on the property, that I knew I had entered into the presence of God. And that real intercession was going on and taking place in that place. So that just really that made me happy. So that's why you've been like a son. All the rest of you have been like sons and all of that. And I'm just glad to be a part of what God is doing now, to be alive see what God is doing now, not just having prayed for it and, and died and then somebody else get to see it. I'm alive and I see it. So that's, that's what makes me happy. And one of the, the most important thing other than prayer in a session is seeing a heart for Jesus. Yes. It's just, just a heart that's turned toward Jesus because I've spent years in ministry and, and I've been wondering for the longest, where's Jesus in the church? That's been one of the things I've gone around and said, where's Jesus in the church? Because I've seen so much stuff and I can't understand how we built things without Jesus. And, and then to be hearing, to, to be hearing a cry from Jesus now, that's, 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 all, that's all I need. That's all I need right there. One of the things that's uh, very confusing to people, is, and when we say uh, the church doesn't make it about Jesus any, anymore, they and or as you said, where's Jesus? Um, I, I know a lot of people are confused. I would have been confused a few years back because while my, my heart, I think, um, overall, my intentions were right, somehow we had pushed Jesus um well, let me put it this way. We had made the church about everything other than simply his desires. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's very confusing because you're doing this and you don't realize you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And if it, and honestly, if I hadn't, hadn't had just an encounter with him that transformed me, and that came after a, a season of longing, he, he pulled my heart toward him. Uh, and then I had this longing for him, but then I had an encounter with him, and then that kind of just changed everything. Uh, if that hadn't happened for me, I would still probably be on another path. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I do know this, that he, he is, um, he's calling people toward him. But many mm -hmm. times uh, we just let the busyness of ministry and everything else get in the way of that that uh, call from Jesus, because let me just just repeat that again, uh, because it just I'm just now I'm, even as we're talking I'm understanding just the timeline that happened for me because I've said many times that Jesus if if he had not just encountered me, then my thinking wouldn't have changed, but there were there was a couple of steps before that there was a calling there was a subtle wooing of my heart toward him, that I said yes to. And I said yes to the longing and was hungry and, and spiritually empty and yet desired him more and more. Uh, and, you know, I'd been a pastor for years and just realized I was spiritually empty. I was full of church. I was full of preaching. I could do all those things. But then there was this, this period. And I think that there are many people right now 
that 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 Jesus is calling the heart, they're wooing the heart, but there could be a danger of not hearing that and leaning into that or thinking I can get to that later. You're going to speak into that. Yeah, the the way it happened for me is that I grew up in church. My mom made sure we went to church every Sunday. By the time I was 12, I was teaching Sunday school, doing usher bowl, singing all of this stuff. And then I just, I happened to end up being in an abusive marriage at the time uh, that I met Jesus. And, but really I didn't meet Jesus then. I was just in an abusive marriage. I met a woman in the basement of a Baptist church, but she was charismatic or Pentecostal or something. But when she would teach about Jesus, because I used to only hear about Jesus at Easter, but when she would talk during Bible study, I would come to the edge of my seat and be trembling. I didn't know what was happening to me. And I would say in my head, she acts like she drinks coffee every day with Jesus, like he was a real person. You know what I'm saying? Right. I never heard about him except for Easter. But she talked like he was a real person. So I would go home Friday night after Friday night, which was really a different, a whole different story. And I would like wonder how come she was so different than the preachers that I was hearing when I, because I was still going to church. Right. And so when I did have a real encounter, I had a real encounter, uh, uh, like vision, audible voice with God. And, and because of the abuse, I couldn't go out and get it, be in church all the time. So I started going in a real closet. That's how I learned how to pray. A real closet. When, uh, he fixed a real closet because he didn't want to hear me praying. He fixed a real closet, cleaned it out. I would go in there and spend hours. And I said to God, if you could teach Paul, you could teach me. You right. gave me the Holy Spirit, teach me. And then I heard from Kenneth Hagin that you should take the book of Ephesians and write your name in it and pray it back. So I started doing that. And one of my favorite scriptures was uh, that the love of God would be rooted and grounded in my heart by faith. So I started praying and asking God, make Jesus known to me. I wanted to be in love with Jesus. I wanted to know him because I saw a love in the scriptures between the father and the son. And I wanted it wow. because I had, been, I had been through so much, many changes coming up and so much abuse because I got married at 16. My dad, in my darkest moments, my dad took the Bible and went through Genesis, the book of Genesis, and he made me understand the love of a father, God. So that's when I saw God's love and his son's love, I wanted it. And, and when I did get, was able to go to church, it always blew my mind that everything was being taught and preached and gifts and this and that, but there was no Jesus. So I would withdraw and pull back and I would ask God, where is your son? Why aren't there teachings and teaching people how to fall in love with your son, how to be like your son, because I can't do what, what you want me to do unless I see him, because he only did what he saw his father do. Yes. And so that's how I learned how to pray. That's how I learned about teaching even the word and 
going deeper in God without having to leaning on, not that I'm not saying because I teach and I preach myself, but I would always say when I go to church, that's my dessert. I go home and I ask the Lord, I sit at his feet. I said, you teach me. And then when I go somewhere, they confirm it, which taught me then how to hear God's voice. But I didn't fall in love with God until I started asking him, cause me to love your son. Teach me how to love your son. Yeah, there's this, this hunger, this desire to know Jesus more. And if you desire, you will find him. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. and so you, you pointed out some things, and that's one of the ways that we subtly um, exclude Jesus from the church is that he's often excluded from our teaching and preaching other than teaching about salvation. Like mm-hmm. Jesus is the way to for salvation. He's the way to heaven. Mm-hmm. But And yet so many people will talk about a relationship with God, but that seems just like a catchphrase. Yeah and not a reality that people live. It's a real relationship. And mm-hmm. as you said, you you know, the, the lady that you heard preaching or teaching, and it's like she would sit down and have coffee with Jesus. Yeah. And he desires that closeness with us. Yeah. Yeah. And she taught, she, she taught him out of the Old Testament. That's what used to blow my mind. She, I was seeing Jesus in the Old Testament. Yes. The New Testament, and so that would just blow my mind. And when she did, even though I would feel convicted with her teachings, I didn't feel condemned because I was not born again at the time when I was going to the Bible study, you know. Right. But I became born again just from hearing and encountering someone who actually knew Jesus. Wow! Wow! Yeah, she owed Jesus. But I didn't, I felt convicted of my sin. I would leave the man I go, she had like she'd been in my house all week long. She knew everything and she wasn't directly telling me about my sins. It's like they would be pointed out during the lesson. And I would, I would tremble, sweat and everything. And I wonder what is happening to me. But in my heart, I knew. This woman knows Jesus. Yes. I, I've been in church all my life and I was still going and I never ever heard anything like that come from the pulpit. And I couldn't understand that. So I sought him myself. I got my Bible and I said, Holy Spirit teaches, Holy Spirit reveals. He reveals Jesus. Jesus reveals the Father. Yes. And that's what I wanted. And, and, and then I would ask, even when it came to praying, I would literally go in the closet and I said, Jesus, I have needs and I have an agenda, but your word says you will meet my needs. You daily load me with benefits. So I would take a piece of paper, say, here's mine. I would lay it flat and I said, now give me your agenda. And then I would ask him, teach me what's on your heart. Let me pray your heart. And so I would pray for hours in tongues. God would tell me stuff, show me stuff. I'd write it down come out of the closet, sit down, and then he confirmed everything he, he, he showed me. Even with spiritual warfare, he wouldn't let me read a book about warfare. He taught me warfare and then said, now read a book. Right. I, okay, okay. So yeah, my whole thing is just being in love with Jesus. If I'm in love with Jesus, he will tell me what's on the heart of the Father. So 
man, that that's so good. Um, if I'm in love with Jesus, He'll tell me what's on the heart of the Father, uh, and it's it's like the disciples coming back to Jesus. And I have found um, my prayers are are twofold. Uh, often, one is Lord, teach me how to pray. And of course, I know that the that the, the what we call the Lord's Prayer is a good pattern for prayer. But even more than that, Jesus can teach us, tell us what to pray for. And second, as I will say, Holy Spirit, teach me how to love Jesus more. But but the focus is back on on Christ. Um, uh, the Scripture tells us that that all things were created. Through Christ, for Christ, He holds everything together. Um, the video is starting to freeze a little bit. I'm not sure if I'm losing your connection, but if we do, we'll we'll do something to get you back. Um, it could be on my end. It's it's been a little iffy today, um, but just getting back to to uh, Jesus, I I just I want you just to keep talking about the intimacy you have with the Lord again. Mm -hmm. Well, this is this is it. In John 17, Jesus talks about a desire, like he has a desire. And his desire is that I know the Father. And the reason he wants me to know the Father is because of the love that the Father has, not only for him, but the love that the Father has for me. Yes. And so he pays this desire that is such an that just blows my mind that the love that the father has and the love that the son has for one another, they want me to be a part of it. And yes. so he made a way for me to be a part of it by giving me the Holy Spirit, who yes. is the one who spreads this love into my heart. He brings me up and catches me into that. And so the position that Jesus wants me, because I think it's John 1 and 18. Jesus is in the bosom of the Father. We, we want to look at him as just being seated on the throne. But Jesus is in the bosom of the Father. Yes. And if I'm in him, that means I'm in the bosom of the Father. And I get to experience and know this love. And when I know this love, I become who he wants me to be. And then I do what he wants me to do. So that's why that's I love that's why I love Jesus. That's why I love him. I can't get to the Father without Jesus. I can't do what the Father wants me to do without Jesus. Yes. And with and Jesus said, I have something I want to give you when I go away. I'm gonna give you the gift of the Father. So God wants to give me a gift. Holy Spirit, who is going to help me, help me become who God has called me in his image and likeness to be and to do everything that he has willed for me to do while I'm on this earth. And that is to manifest and demonstrate and reveal his love to others. That's, that's my heart. That's, that's what it is. As Jesus said, you know, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father except uh, through me. We often just, I think, in our church um, culture, we somehow change that to say no one goes to heaven except through me. And which I believe in heaven, but there's more than just, you can have the father now, you can have relationship mm -hmm. now, and that will continue after death forever. You'll be united with him face to face, not seen through a glass dimly anymore, but 
But I think so many times we, we are robbed of the relationship, the true relationship that we can have now. Like we can have the Father now through Jesus. Yeah. Can you imagine? Well, I know you can because you know this. The Father desires a family. Yes. He wants a family so bad that he became a man himself to redeem his family. Because he does, he doesn't just want to tabernacle among us. He wants to be in us, and yes. he wants us in him. And then his desire goes beyond that. He wants a bride for his son. He doesn't want us to wait until not. Why not give him what? Yeah, absolutely. I, I am uh, just so, uh, again, just so excited uh, to, to be talking with you about Jesus. Um, the, the internet right now is not my friend. So I really want to take the last few minutes and have you just pray over us, uh, however the Lord would direct you. And we're just going to let you do this as long um, as the, the internet will cooperate. Okay. Thank you. Father, we love you and we thank you for your spirit. God, we thank you for your son. And we thank you that we have just come through celebrating his death, his burial, and his resurrection. But God, the whole purpose of him coming is that you so loved that you gave your son. Your heart's desire is restore us into your image and into your likeness because you desire to come and be with us, not just in the cool of the day. You desire to come and take your place with us and among us. Yes. And so you've given us everything that pertains to life and godliness, but it's all in the face of your son. It's in the beauty of your son. Oh God, would you please, would you please Cause our hearts to burn like they did on the road to Emmaus when he was in yes. their homes and he gave thanks. And the word said their eyes were open and their hearts burned. May we no longer talk about to you, but may we have eyes to see and ears to hear. And may you set our hearts on fire. Will you set it ablaze? Lord God, will you return and will you cause us to build the house that you have designed, that you have purpose, that you long for, and that is a house of prayer, that we may be just like the greatest intercessor of all times. And his name is Jesus. Yes. His name is Jesus. So God, we thank you for the pattern son. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your love and your tender mercies and your kindness and your long suffering. God, help us to return to you so that you can have your way in our lives. We bless you and we bless you, Jesus. And we thank you for all that you have done and all that you are doing and all that you will do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Mama Beverly, thank you so much for sharing yeah. some of what's on your heart uh, with me, with whoever's watching today. I'm, I want to definitely have you back on. 
Um, we'll be doing this for a while, so I'm going to have you back on. And uh, thank you again just, just for being here. And I, I am so sorry that the Internet is being a little, little walking. But your message has come out loud and clear. And so we're definitely going to talk some more about, uh, about Jesus and knowing Jesus more. And guys, uh, I just want to thank you uh, for watching. And, and let me encourage you to go back and re-watch what um, Beverly has taught us, just how to be in that secret place, how to open the Bible, how to interact with Jesus in a relationship. And that's, the, and that's exactly what he came to bring. That's not just a metaphor. He wants a real relationship with you. He's real. He desires intimacy with you, as, as Beverly taught us. The father desires a family, and he desires a bride for his son. And that's what he's called you and I to be. We thank you for joining us on this uh, 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 episode of Stay Focused. Our desire is through all the confusion and uncertainty that we're a place where you can come uh, most days of the week and watch. And we want to help you stay focused on what God is doing. Uh, you can turn on the news, you can be on social media, and you can see all of the craziness in the world and the uncertainty in the world right now. But we want to help you stay focused on what's important. We appreciate you. We're going to be back again tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. After I leave um, here, uh, just come back to the West Virginia Prayer Alliance page here in just a few minutes, and we're going to have some uh, young men uh, from here in West Virginia leading us in worship, taking prayer requests and praying for you. Uh, for for a while for the rest of the evening. So thank you all again uh, for joining us, and I want to thank um, my friend uh, Beverly Henley for being here and sharing her.